Accidental Hope listeners, wanted to let you know that we have launched a Patreon. If you're interested in giving from a joyful heart, please follow Patreon forward slash Accidental Hope, and I would love your support. If this blesses you today, would you mind liking, sharing, following, subscribing, tell a friend, or even leaving a review? Thanks so much. Welcome to Accidental Hope Podcast, a community that seeks hope and healing from a faith perspective. My name is Jennifer, and I'm not an expert, but I do share life experiences because I believe it will help someone else. So get ready to open your heart, laugh, cry, and receive. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Accidental Hope Last week, we were listening to Audrey Fulton, my friend, tell us about her family life, her marriage, and everything that changed after her husband, James, was involved in a serious accident with fatality, and how life didn't seem normal, life didn't feel normal, what life was like under the pressure cooker, not knowing what's going to come. And this family, I hope that you've opened your heart to them they're still walking a very tough road. Obviously, the family that lost a loved one is still grieving. And yet, there is this other side to the story. There really are other people involved, children involved, and the unknowns, trusting the Lord, financial struggles, and really a dependency and comfort that can only come from the Lord. I hope that you would continue to open your your heart to receive a message and how How can you apply trusting God in your marriage through this story and maybe look inward and evaluate? Maybe you need to make some changes or have a heart discussion with your spouse. I just truly admire this family. I I love their openness and their eagerness to serve God. Stay committed to the covenant that you agreed to, that you were bound to in marriage that, I mean, as long as it's a healthy, if it's something, you know, healthy, then I do believe that God will, will bless you. And we've seen that. And, and looking back in retrospect, I've seen along the way, I can look back at those little, um, little blessings and things, all all the pieces of the puzzles just start coming together to where you, you can see that this is turning into beauty from ashes. We still have a little ways to go in our journey and are praying. This is all finalized soon. It is. It's it's beautiful to watch. And if you just fully surrender your marriage and whatever situation you're going through, no matter if it's a catty circumstance or not, then I believe that God will bless you and and you will reap the, I mean, just peace and joy that can come from it. And yeah, I think it's important to say you guys are still in the trenches. I mean, you're not maybe in the trench trench, but you're still working through this trial. This season isn't over for you. It's ongoing. I have put this in that we have a little group where we talk about this and connect and pray together every now and again, but there's this book that I want to read and it's called The Sacred Marriage. And the guy, his name is Gary Thomas, the guy who wrote this book. And he says, what if God designed marriage to make us holy more than make us happy? And I feel like we, yeah, (laughs) I mean, that's with every marriage, you know, to where that's really what it's all about. And 
and it, there's no what ifs, there's no buts, there's no, because I told Audrey this earlier that in my mind, because I wasn't where I should have been or where I am now, but in the midst of all that trauma, I had already decided, one, I didn't expect Chris to stay married to me if I had gone to to jail or prison or, you know, because we were at the time thinking about a plea deal and I just really felt like I shouldn't have to do that. And it was, and I wasn't, I was thinking they're better off without me. I was still in that mentality. Like maybe I'll, they'll just be better off without me, which, you know, that's not healthy and that's not right. from God. And you know, and thank God I was ready to turn that around where Chris was strong and he was like, we're not going to claim that, you know, we're not even going to discuss that because that's not what is going to happen. So thankfully, when I was not where I needed to be, because we are one person where I, it's like he elevated to where he held me up. It Does that make sense? When he compensated. Yes, right. he compensated for me to where he was that strength where it, it's just remarkable. The whole thing, if you step back and it's not me happening or it's not your marriage happening to you, it, it can be just this beautiful work of art where your vows, you really are loving someone in, in their crisis. You can't fix it. You have to trust God and just be there and if you just show up and do what God's called you to do, which is be that spouse, be that support system, God's going to take care of the other part. And then you can reap the fruit of that. If you allow yourself to be in that situation to where you're like, well, you know what? I don't know how this is going to work out. If he had left at that point and said, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to fix this. And then I would, I mean, who knows what would have happened, but mm -hmm. instead God was, God was saying, no, he's going to be stronger for you while you are weak and you, you honored your vows through this situation. And then now there's fruit in our marriage too. There's fruit from that to where I feel like there's more joy in our marriage there's more, um, it's solidified, even though we had had four children, we had gone, it's like, you know what, I am not going to complain about having to iron his shirts. This man picked me up off the floor and said, honey, you need to eat. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, do you know what I mean? It like really changed the perception of, of, of all that. And I think when it comes down to the heart of it, in trauma, trust the Lord because sometimes you can't really rely even on your support system. And I know you shared a lot of words of wisdom. You were digging into the word. Can you talk a little bit about how that strengthened you? Like, because when he was absent from the home, I just started creeping in very early was just fear. Mm -hmm. And, um, and throughout uh, this whole, I mean, from 2016 to now, I mean, it's, there are still things that, that I have to fight to just say, you know, I know that God is good. I know that he is, that he loves me. Mm -hmm. I know that he wants the best for our family. I know that he is faithful. So like declarations over yes. here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because, because diffusing that fear, which can just come out of nowhere and hit you has, has been kind of an ongoing, ongoing thing, especially why he's gone. It's like, oh my gosh, 
I'm a single mother of four here. Now we are going to drive five hours one way to go visit him on the weekend. We got to figure out food and hotel and all of the expenses and everything that comes along with that. Just maneuvering. It, it was a death because he was gone. Maneuvering through that grief and the fear that came along with all of that. One, a couple of uh, scriptures. A couple of scriptures that I held on to are Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So many times I felt his righteous right hand holding me up. And um, Isaiah 41.13, for I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, for I am the one who helps you. And then... The declaration that I used um, a lot was Joshua, Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Just just reciting scripture. And, and then, of course, you know, God promises that, that when we uh, read his word and, um, and we seek him with our whole hearts, that, that he is there and and all that scripture that's on your heart, probably won't say this right, but someone had told me years ago that if you, if you have um, scripture that, you, that you've gone over and that you've held in your heart, that one day when your heart breaks, all of it will fall in. And it just, it just does. It starts, it comes to your mind, even if you don't know the scripture reference, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So many times I Googled, you know, a partial scripture, um, trying to figure out I where... Did. Yeah, because I'm terrible with references. Me too. Me too. And um, but but all of that, you know, through the years that that I have studied and did have scripture already on my heart, just it all just started bubbling up right when right when I needed it. Ah, that's so, and I know it to be true. That's so beautiful. I mean, because when you um, if you're stepping outside and you think. You know, just like you said, if somebody had told you 10 years ago, five years ago, that you would, you know, have to take up that role of single mom with the four kids and, and honoring your husband and going to find him and coming up with the money and, and living out your vows in the way you did, you'd say that's impossible. Right. And, and then, but it's not, it, it's, it's amazing how we, we don't think that that could have ever been our plate, but then, then we walk it out and we trust the Lord with it. And then suddenly it's there. So God gives you enough hope for each day. So if you're listening to this and you're like, my plate is so full, I feel like there's no way guys just, just get through that day, get through that day, find that one scripture, those couple of handful of verses. If you don't know what they are, you just Google the different phrases and hold on to that. Hold on to that one promise. Hold on to those couple of promises. And then wrap yourself with it. You know, you're going to do something scared. You drove to go see him that first time. I don't I want to say jail. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word. But, and you didn't know what to expect. And you, you grabbed your babies and you did it scared. And then God carried you through it, which is amazing. And now I feel like when I see your pictures on Facebook, I would, I, I literally could break out. I don't know y'all. And I could break out in tears seeing you guys share a moment on Facebook because I know how precious it is. Like, I feel like we also, if that's a reward, if there's even such a thing as coming out of the fire, the refinement mm -hmm. is you're so grateful for all these little moments 
and when you would share like your Christmas tree or your deck being built and I see, you know, your husband with your boys, I just literally wanted to cry. I, I, I just could feel it through the picture knowing how precious that time is. Right. Um, and so it's, it's a, I just want to commend you on that too, because it, it's a beautiful thing. You're sharing your testimony in a way that I know deeply affects a lot of people. And those are some good verses. Was there a time where you were angry with God through this? Um, if I was, it was brief because through other experiences I've, I've learned it's, it's worthless because I'm deep down. I know that he is sovereign mm -hmm. and that I'm not angry with him. I, I don't know why he allows has allowed this to happen. I mean, at this point, I know some reasons why, but I don't think you'll fully ever get the why um, mm -hmm. in a lot of situations that we go through in life. And if you keep grasping for that answer, then you're, you're going in circles. But no, I, I wouldn't say I was, I've been angry. I've, I've been on my knees so many times saying, I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't do this. God, you have to walk me through, not only walk me through, you got to carry me because I can't do this. And then James is in a different mindset where he's living as if he were on a mission trip. That was his mentality the entire time. And, um, and so we were, experiencing totally different um feelings and emotions and uh different situations and i don't know i i just uh, i just felt despair rather than anger at times i think that they're all normal emotions and i think that that shows just where you were and how important it is to stay spiritually grounded or proactive in our faith. I think a lot of times as Christians, we, when we're good, we're going through the motions. We tend to take time off of our quiet time or, you know, praying over our children, praying over situations. I know I've been like that to where when these things happen in life, then it's like this major, um, I mean, it's catastrophic. It would have been catastrophic no matter what, but when you have like a certain place in, in your prayer life or in your foundation, I don't know how people do it without, without the Lord. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Either. I don't know how I would have made it, you know, and I know that they do. I, I do know that people do it, but I just know that when you get, if you stay kind of in that place where you're on the offensive, like knowing who your enemy is, I don't think I was there where you were because I, I really felt like, I blamed God at first, and then I realized, wait a minute, God's not my enemy. God is good. God is love. He loves me. He has a plan and purpose for my life. He I, He holds me with his righteous right hand. I mean, like, they were there, but I didn't realize who my enemy was at first. I'm glad that you you had that. You already had that in you so that it could just shine when you went through your trauma. Is there anything that you want to share, like a message of hope, someone who's going through a traumatic experience um, or maybe just a rough marriage? They're in a rough patch where they're looking at each other and going, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know that, um, you know, I don't know how this is ever going to get better. What, what advice would you give to a couple that is maybe struggling a little bit? 
Um, I think one thing that is often not spoken about but is very real is the spiritual warfare that's going on like all around us in our marriages, in our children, families, and, and Satan loves to use um, catastrophic events and ill feelings and, uh, you know, any disgruntled whatever to to wedge in there to separate and destroy marriages and families and relationships. And so just acknowledging that there there is spiritual warfare, acknowledging the enemy, not giving him any room in your family, in your marriage by praying him away, covering, you know, covering your family, surrounding your family with, with hedge of protection of prayer. I think is 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 one thing that I've been discussing with some couple friends of ours, people that we know that that are going through hard times, and it don't have to be a caddy to be going through a hard time. And there's a lot of different uh, variables and situations that people go through in life, and and um, just not giving not giving Satan a a win, not giving him the stronghold. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It can take you down quickly if you if you start allowing allowing him to have any any room in your marriage or your your family and so that's one thing that i've become more aware of is just stepping back and looking like okay is this of god Mm. or is this of the enemy because it's one or the other just acknowledging that that it is satan is here to destroy marriages and and families that if you fight for it and you surrender allow the potter to do his work I and mean, be that malleable clay that that he designed us to be, allow him to work on you and use these hard situations to um, to grow you and ma- inform you, make you more like him. He's going to bless you for it. It's all throughout his word. And he will bless your family. He will bless your future generations. Our children watching what we've gone through and staying together has been just a huge testimony to them about what marriage is all about. So I hope it blesses them and their futures and that it will help make their marriages and their families strong. But it's, it's got to be more, it's got to be more focused on the big picture and on others than there, there just can't be any selfishness in it at all. You just have to surrender surrender at all. Right. And when that happens, you look more like Jesus. It really does make you more holy than happy. It's not about self-serving. No. There was an elder that was like a mentor to young ladies when we were first married. I want to say we've been married about seven years. I used to complain about how hard it was because he got to do all these fun things like basketball games and football games. And I was at home with kids and diapers and all this stuff. And, and uh, she said, you know, if you won't remember the fight, the argument, the thing that made you so mad that wanted you to give up and throw in the towel in six months from now, one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, can you remember the circumstances, why you were so mad at him, then it may not be worth arguing about in the first place. Like you need to forgive quickly. And she was talking to the group of us. I think there was like five of us that she would mentor. And this was a Bible study that I went to at a church. And I remember thinking, yeah, I was so mad the other day. I was so mad at him the other day. And then I was like, what what was that about? I can remember. I can remember. (laughs) And I sat there and I was like, 
I mean, I was mad at him. And I mean, I literally could not remember why. I remember being mad, but I couldn't remember the circumstances of what made me upset. And I, I was like, oh, what if that was what I thought was the straw that broke the camel's back? You know, what if I'm trying to explain to my children five years from now and they're like, well, why did you and daddy split? And I'd be like, well, we fought all the time. Well, what did you fight about? Um, uh, you know, what if I couldn't answer that question? And I just realized, no, we're going to stick this out. When it comes to like a trauma, we're obviously going to remember this. But now I can say, guys, remember when daddy, you know, took care of us? Do you remember when I didn't cook and I didn't help with all the things? I, I was very, very sad and daddy loved me through my sadness how much that that act of service that as much as you know we have kids and I think I'm like Lord please Lord let us not mess them up so much <laughs> I mean there's so many things out of our control you know uh -huh. I mean the testimony you know they're 17 and you know your kids just like Mike they have this testimony of this crazy life that we live and I pray that in the end when it comes back, it's not talking about all the craziness. It's like, man, they love the Lord. And wow, you know, it's rare. You don't, it's not the norm. And it's against the grain. It's against what the world might see as the right thing to do. But they, they lived out their vows and loved each other. And yeah, I hope, I think, I think you're right. And I really, <laughs> I'm going to hope on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going with it they're gonna be able to look back your your kiddos and our kiddos and all these different families that are affected so deeply mm -hmm. by tragedy you and I didn't mention it in this but we've talked about it before our hearts are so much we're as much we care just as much about the other people and families affected the ripples of this not just our own little life we also see beyond our walls of our home and our family tree and see the other, the other tragedy. And I know you guys are pretty open about stuff like that too. We know that this affects a lot more than just us. Right. And we pray for them we pray, uh, yes. all the time, all the time. And mm -hmm. when we're talking about our isolated circumstances, let it not ever, you know, overshadow the bigger picture too of other families that are affected, you know, law enforcement or the deceased. I mean, there's so many people that are affected and, but God's grace is sufficient and we take it one day at a time and we don't know the end. Like you're still walking your season out, but we know, you know, God's given us this little community of people to pray together and to walk this out together. And I'm grateful for, your example, Audrey, I am. And all the work that you're doing for all the innocent, I, I just, I love it. Um, we didn't get to talk about that, but, but yeah, you're doing a really good work. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So I'll ask you a fun question. So coffee or tea? Coffee. More cream than coffee. And then do you have a book that you're reading or anything that you've read lately or want to read? Um, well, speaking of fear, I just picked back up my, uh, Max Lucado, Fearless. Mm. Um, imagine your life without fear. I'm about halfway through. I'm not great at sticking with books and reading them all at once. I kind of pick them up and go back and forth. Um, but that's one that, 
that I've recently picked back up and hopefully we'll finish it within a couple of days. Okay. But it's good. It's, okay. it's got a lot of good nuggets of wisdom in there. Uh, say it one more time. The title, can need to look at it. It's called uh, Fearless. 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 Mm-hmm. By Max Lucado. Max Lucado. I love him. Audrey, thank you so much for being on Axonal Hope. We will be in touch soon. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel as inspired as I do. Keep your vows in good times and in bad. There's so much hope in their story. So remember to seek hope and share it with somebody else because something inside of you, someone else needs to hear. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Axonal Hope. Remember to seek hope and share it. Come back next week. Bye. Happy Music Number 7 brought to you by scottholmesmusic.com.